Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. You're listening to the book summary presentation of The 12 Week Year. Get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington. Narrated by Larry G. Jones. Most of us are used to planning and evaluating our goals over a 12 month period from January to December. The problem is, 12 months seems like a lot of time, so we end up procrastinating. In reality, shorter planning cycles are much more effective. In sports, athletes often train intensively on one skill for four to six weeks before moving on to the next skill. In most industries, results spike in the last quarter because people go for a 60-day or 100-day push to hit their targets. What if you can create the same focus, urgency, and energy all the time? The answer is to redefine your year from 12 months to 12 weeks. A 12-week window is much more predictable than 12 months. It's short enough to drive focused attention, yet long enough to get meaningful results. When you think in 12-week cycles, you'll get a greater sense of urgency and focus and use each day and hour more deliberately. The 12-week year program combines various proven techniques and approaches into a holistic system that can change how you think, act, and consequently improve your results by at least four times. In this summary, we'll explain the principles and disciplines behind the 12-week year, followed by the process for implementation. Part 1. Building the Right Foundations there are three principles and five disciplines that are fundamental to success in any area. First, accountability is the willingness to take full ownership of your actions and results regardless of your circumstances. It's not about holding others accountable for poor behaviors or results. It's all about you taking the responsibility for your outcomes. This means taking charge of your life to find new options and possibilities instead of waiting for things to happen or blaming external factors. Next, commitment. This is about doing whatever it takes to keep the promises you've made to yourself and to others. When you keep your promises to others, it builds trust and strong relationships. When you keep the promises to yourself, it builds self-esteem and character. Commitment shifts your focus from if to how. It involves a strong emotional desire for the outcomes, keystone actions that'll deliver those outcomes, awareness of the costs associated with those actions. For example, time, risks, or discomfort. And acting based on commitments instead of in-the-moment feelings. Third, greatness in the moment. Greatness doesn't come from achieving amazing results. It comes from an accumulation of countless decisions and moments when someone does what's needed even when he or she doesn't feel like it. It comes from the person immersing him or herself fully to learn and perform in the present. 
Most people try so hard to multitask and cram more into their life that they rush into each day without experiencing it or creating any real impact. Now is the only moment when you can take action. There's no point fretting about the past or future. Make the most of every moment by being fully present, mentally, physically, and emotionally. The three principles, accountability, commitment, and greatness in the moment, work with five interrelated disciplines, vision, planning, process control, measurement, and time use to shape your thinking, actions, and results. First, to maximize your potential, you must have a clear, inspiring vision. Without it, you'll end up doing what's comfortable rather than what's essential. When you spend too much energy in one area of your life and neglect other vital areas, you'll start to feel drained and demotivated. However, living a balanced life is not about spreading your time equally across all areas. It's about intentionally spending your time, energy, and effort in a way that maximizes your satisfaction and aligning the various aspects of your life, such as your business vision and life vision. Second, to bring your vision to life, you need planning to break it down into priorities, goals, and action steps. However, sticking to your plan isn't easy. That's where the third discipline comes in, using process controls to align your daily actions with your top priorities. Fourthly, use measurements to get feedback on where you stand and what works or what doesn't, so you can make informed decisions. Finally, use your time intentionally, since what you do with your time ultimately determines your end results. Now that we understand the eight foundational elements for success, we can integrate them into an operating system for execution. Part 2. Implementing the 12-Week Year Effective execution is simple but not easy. To get extraordinary results, you must be willing to push yourself beyond your comfort zone and take consistent action to achieve new breakthroughs. Yet, human beings naturally resist uncertainty and change. We tend to focus on the short-term pain instead of the long-term rewards. The first step is to crystallize a compelling vision that's motivating enough for you to take action in spite of your discomfort. Each time we encounter a change, we go through an emotional cycle. When we start something new, we usually feel excited and full of uninformed optimism. As we face one struggle after another, we start to question if the costs are worth the potential benefits. At some point, we hit the valley of despair, where it seems pointless to go on and most people give up. A compelling vision is especially critical at this point as it motivates you to keep going. If you persist, you'll develop new skills and habits that deliver results and finally reach a new peak. And with each cycle you complete, you increase your level of confidence and ability to improve your chances of future successes. In short, your actions will never exceed the size of your personal vision. Yet, if your vision seems too grand or impossible, you may not even try to achieve it. To build your belief in your vision, start by asking, 
What if, to intensify your desire, when you start to believe your visions possible, keep asking, how might I, to explore solutions? As you take action to find and implement these options, success will seem probable, then certain. To craft a compelling vision, start by defining your aspirational vision in the next 5, 10, and 15 years. Write down everything you'd want to have and do and be in seven key areas of your life, including family, spouse, spiritual, community, physical, personal, and business. For example, what level of income and time freedom do you need for your desired lifestyle? What do you truly want for your family and loved ones? What would it be like to fulfill your personal potential and be at the peak of your health, career, and contribution? Next, zoom into your three-year vision or what you want to create in the next three years. Write down in as much detail as possible what a great personal and professional life looks like for you. Take time to reflect deeply on what's truly meaningful to you. Don't be constrained by what you think you should want or can achieve. Share your vision with others to increase your commitment level. To keep your vision top of mind, print it out and review it regularly. If you're applying this as a team, have your team members craft their aspirational and three-year visions. Then sit down one-to-one -one with them to discuss their visions and goals before getting everyone to share. You must also define a team vision of where you're headed as a group. After defining your vision, it's time to develop your 12-week plan. Planning is basically thinking on paper. By investing time to think through potential gaps, pitfalls, and options, you can prepare in advance for both expected and unforeseen challenges to save yourself time and effort down the road. A proper plan should include what to do and how to do it. The key is to proactively identify the right things to do and set aside time to do them instead of reacting to issues as and when they arise. From your aspirational vision and three-year vision, define your 12-week goals. To improve your focus and urgency, have no more than one to three key goals to be achieved in the next 12 weeks. Each goal must bring you meaningfully closer to your vision. Check that your goals are specific and measurable, are worded positively, stretch you realistically, are time-bound, and there's only one person accountable for each goal or tactic. Develop your 12-week plan by breaking down each of your goals into specific tactics or daily action items. Write down each goal separately, then list down the high-impact activities you must perform daily or weekly to achieve the goal. Basically, if you complete all the tasks, you should have achieved your goals. Aim for the fewest possible tactics. Describe each activity with a verb with a specific timeline. For example, your goal of losing 15 pounds in the next 12 weeks, you'll need to limit to 1,500 calories per day or do 15 minutes of core exercises daily 
and do 20 minutes of cardio exercise five times a week. Write down the actions you'll likely struggle with and what you'll do to overcome the challenges. Less is more. A key to success is to have the fewest possible goals with the fewest possible tactics to achieve them. This forces you to select only the most critical and meaningful items. If you are implementing this as a team, get everyone to read this book or summary, do up their plans, then have a one-to-one -one review with each member to refine the plan and identify the support they need. Ensure every tactic is assigned to only one person for accountability. Hello, listener. Thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform and also our social media. We have prepared a graphic summary with the main ideas and teachings of this incredible bestseller. Click on the link book graphic in the description to have access to a material where we combine the perfect mental stimuli so that you know and understand the great intuitions of the author. By now, you've developed your vision, 12-week goals, and plan. However, knowing what to do isn't the same as actually doing it. If you depend on willpower to get things done, you'll definitely run out of steam. You must install process controls to keep you on track. Start by breaking down your 12-week plan further into a weekly plan that captures the strategic activities or tactics you've identified. It's not just a to-do list. The key is to commit time in your calendar for all the vital activities or tactics that you've identified earlier and make sure you do not end your day until they're done. Print out your weekly plan and bring it with you so you'll stay laser-focused on what you must do. Establish a weekly routine with three components, scoring, planning, and weekly accountability meetings, or WAMs. Specifically, set aside 15 minutes before the start of each week to score and plan your week. Identify the people you'd like in your WAMs and set it up accordingly. In an organizational setting, WAMs can be held in just 15 to 30 minutes. Basically, each member gives a short report on his or her results to date, the weekly execution score, and his or her focus for the coming week. The team shares their feedback or suggestions, briefly discusses what's going well, what can be improved, and ends with mutual encouragement. To drive effective action and implementation, make yourself accountable to someone and leverage peer support. Take a few minutes daily to review how you can better align your daily actions with your vision and do a weekly review of how you should adjust your plan to achieve better results. Do not allow yourself to be flooded by mundane activities or do the same thing each week. Team leaders must make it a point to role model the desired routines and behaviors before they coach their team members to do the same. Even with the right process controls, you won't know how well or badly you're doing unless you keep score. Use measurements as a form of feedback to help you identify where exactly you stand and what you must do to improve and achieve your goals. 
define and measure the lead indicators and lag indicators for each of your 12-week goals. Lag indicators are the end results you want to achieve. For example, lose 10 pounds. Lead indicators are the activities that deliver those results. For example, the number of weekly cardio exercises. Use a weekly scorecard to track the percentage of tactics completed in the previous week. Score only your lead indicators or activities since you have direct control over them. For example, if you did your cardio exercises four out of five times last week, then you achieved 80% of that tactic. You don't need a perfect score to succeed. Generally, an average score of at least 85% is enough to hit your 12-week goal. Instead, review your scores weekly and focus on improving them. Don't give up just because the scores are bad. In a team setting, measurements should be used as a tool to help people identify obstacles and solutions to achieve their goals. Do not use scores to penalize people or they'd end up avoiding or masking the numbers. When everyone in the team proactively tracks and takes actions to improve scores, it promotes ownership and drives team results. One of the key reasons for execution failure is the lack of time. You will never have enough time to do everything so it's critical to regain control of your time and intentionally direct every minute toward your desired outcomes. Obviously, it's much easier to stick to familiar, mundane tasks than to take on high-impact activities that are probably new or difficult. But in the end, what you choose to do with your time will determine your outcomes. You'll get the highest return on your time if you can align your time, core activities, and strengths. That is, apply your core capabilities in a focused way to a strategic task. Pre-plan your week by setting aside the time for key activities and tactics needed to achieve your goals. If you can't fit them into your calendar on paper, there's no way you can complete them in practice. Make the hard choice to eliminate all unnecessary items. Use time blocking to prevent your time from being hijacked by unplanned activities. Specifically, set aside three-hour strategic blocks of uninterrupted time to focus on your pre-planned tasks with zero distractions. That is, no messages, visitors, emails, phone calls, etc., Schedule this as early in the week as possible so you can reschedule them in case of disruption. Typically, one strategic block a week is enough. Schedule buffer blocks one to two times a day for one-half to one hour each. Consolidate low-value, unplanned activities like emails and administrative tasks into these blocks so they won't constantly disrupt your important work. Set aside breakout blocks of at least three hours for non-work activities when you can relax and recharge yourself. Start with one breakout block a month and gradually increase to once a week as you establish your 12-week year rhythm. Remember, do not start with your existing schedule and try to eliminate activities. Start with a blank calendar 
and set aside these blocks of time first. One 15-minute slot first thing on Monday for scoring and planning. One three-hour strategic block. One to two buffer blocks from Monday through Friday, ideally at the start and end of the day. One breakout block for the month or week. And additional time blocks for all other important activities, for example, key client meetings, regular team meetings, coaching sessions, etc. Only fit in secondary activities after you've set aside time for your most critical activities. Stick strictly to your weekly plan. Do not make compromises for unplanned activities like last-minute client meetings. Even if these events deliver short-term rewards, they'll hurt your long-term results. If you find yourself falling behind in your plans or goals, do an honest review of your schedule and redirect the time to what matters most. Obviously, what we've outlined so far isn't easy. Any worthy goal will come with challenges and setbacks. The key is to retain the right mindset with 100% accountability and commitment. Remember, when you blame external circumstances or other people, you adopt a victim mindset and become blind to your choices and options. When you take 100% ownership, you're empowered to learn from your mistakes, find alternatives, and shape your own destiny. Each time you catch yourself finding excuses or blame, refocus on solutions and actions within your control. Be willing to do new things you haven't done before to get results you've never had before. Surround yourself with responsible, accountable people and stay away from victims and complainers. If you're a leader, don't try to force your team members to be accountable. Instead, cultivate a sense of ownership by building awareness and shifting your language and actions toward accountability and solutions, being a great role model, and setting clear, specific expectations. Strengthen your commitment to your 12-week goals and plans by focusing on the benefits of sticking to your plan and taking action based on commitment, not your in-the-moment feelings. Learn to say no rather than make promises you can't keep. However, once you've committed to a goal, stop worrying about it and focus on the actions instead. Now that you understand the principles and processes for the 12-week year, let's look at how you can start rolling out your first 12 weeks, which will be the most critical in your implementation. Remember, you must commit fully to the process before you begin. In the first four weeks, focus on setting up your weekly routine. Plan your week using time blocks, keep score, and hold weekly accountability meetings. By the second four weeks, you should start to see improvements in your lead and lag indicators. If not, identify and address the gaps. In the last four weeks, focus on reaching your 12-week goals and identifying ways to improve your system for the future. At the end of each 12-week year, 
take the 13th week off to review and consolidate your learning points, celebrate, and refresh yourself. If you've enjoyed the ideas in this summary, do get a copy of the book for more step-by-step -step tips, templates, and worksheets for installing your 12-week year. You can also get peer support by connecting with other people or teams who are using the system or sign up for email coaching tips at 12weekyear.com. We hope you've enjoyed this book summary presentation of The 12-Week Year by Moran and Lennington. Read by Larry G. Jones. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes.